Sandine to the Caps, Gustafson to the Leafs, and Marcus Johansson to the Minnesota Wild. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Caps, we talk about the movement going on around the NHL. Yeah, the trade deadline isn't until this Friday, but don't tell that to the rest of the NHL as all of the NHL was pretty active and your Capitals were active as well as the Caps trade Eric Gustafson in the first round pick to the Maple Leafs in return for Rasmus Sandin, uh, a blue liner that's going to come here and help the Capitals. He is signed. He's uh, under contract for this season and next season. Uh, so it isn't just a rental type situation. He will be um, a restricted free agent at the end of next season. And then the potential for two years there, there's a lot of upside to him. As we know that every blue liner on the Capitals was on an expiring contract, except for John Carlson. So this could be potentially some good news for the Caps. And then of course, Marcus Johansson gets a Delta to the Minnesota wild. Uh, but just to get it going here, the movement, everything going on around the Capitals here. Uh, we, uh, As we know, already there's been some activity. As we know that uh, Dmitry Orloff and Garnet Hathaway got sent to the Boston Bruins. Uh, they got Craig Smith and some draft picks back. And one of those was a first-round draft pick. And one of the things that was spoke of uh, is that, you know, the reason that the Capitals made that trade is that they are going to get younger. And, you know, we talked about it for years that this team is going to get younger and faster. And it seemed like on paper that was the case. But then what happened today? The Capitals traded Eric Gustafson, who was also on an expiring deal. So it's ostensibly just a rental for the Maple Leafs. So I guess they're pushing all their chips in and going all in on Eric Gustafson. You know, not a bad player. I really wish you would have come back. I think Mac did too. It just didn't work out. And then they gave up their first round draft pick. This is where I have a bit of a problem with. Rasmus Sandin is a, a good hockey player. Was he worth that first round pick and Eric Gustafson? Um, I guess that remains to be seen. I guess that Gustafson would have ultimately walked at the end of the season um, if uh, you know he didn't come to terms with the Capitals. So maybe in a, in a way that was the right thing to do. And that's where we'll start tonight is just talking about Rasmus Sandin and what kind of player he is. Um, but, you know, like I talked about, the Capitals did need some help on the blue line. Uh, and that is what they got today. The, Mont, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have traded defenseman Rasmus Sandin to the Capitals for defenseman Eric Gustafson in a 2023 first-round pick. The 22-year-old Sandin was the Maple Leafs' first-round pick in 2018, number 28th, 
and has 48 points in 140 games. He has 20 points in 52 games and has averaged 17.59 of ice time per game this season. And then in return, of course, they got Gustafson, who had 30 points in 68 games this season while averaging 20.22 of ice time per game. And all Eric Gustafson has done has come to this team and helped contribute. In the absence of John Carlson, Gustafson has come in. But what did the Caps get in return? A young uh, defenseman uh, by Rasmus Sandin, who has a pretty good upside, all things considered. I think that he has a pretty high ceiling, and I think that uh, you know it's ultimately uh, a good decision what the Capitals did there going forward. So why did the Caps make this move? One of the Caps' primary objectives in their ongoing sell-off was to end up a younger team on the other side of the painful process in Sandine. They've added a soon-to-be 23-year-old that they believe will continue to improve as he gains more experience, writes The Athletic. So, you know, uh, so what we have under contract as of right now on the blue line for the Capitals is John Carlson and Rasmus Sandin. And what else, whatever other moves happen to come between now and Friday. Uh, of course, you know, Chickern's name is still out on the market. Could the Capitals be, you know, looking for him? Are they really looking to swing for the fences and help solidify that position? That would definitely be the case if they picked him up. Uh, we know that Sandine. Um, you know, is going to fill a role, play a big role uh, for the Caps going forward. Sandine is the important piece uh, today who have gone through the 2022-23 season with a blue line comprised of several impending unrestricted free agents, including Gustafson and Dmitry Orloff, which we know they moved on. Despite being the 13th blue liner chosen in the first round of the 2018 NHL draft, Sandine has played in 140 NHL games thus far, ranked 8th, among defensemen chosen that year, he began his North American career when he moved from Sweden to the Greyhounds. And a good potential there. I think that he has a good upside. Sandine had a strong season with a Sioux in the draft season in 17-18, totaling a dozen goals and 45 points in 51 games. Um, and then just, you know, has constantly contributed. Sandine has been the NHL exclusively since the start of the 21-22 season. Uh, though a right knee injury and a bout of COVID limited him to 51 games last season. This season, his 20 points, four goals, 16 assists, ranked him third among the Toronto Blue Liners behind veterans Morgan Riley and Mark Giordano. The five foot 182-pound Sandine plays a strong two-way game, is an above-average skater with good hockey sense, and is capable of playing on the power play. This season, he averaged a career-best 17.59 with the Leafs, including 149 per game on the power play. Sandine departs Toronto with a 53.9% shot attempt percentage and 113 hits. Both figure rank among second among Maple Leaf defenders. So pretty good upside, a young player. So that does fit with the script of the Capitals wanting to get younger. He is a younger defender with a pretty good upside despite his size. He doesn't let that hold him back. He will still be a physical player, um, and he has a bit of a two-way game. So it does seem like a pretty good thing. Again, I'm not nuts about the fact that they had to move that first-round pick. you know. And it's one of the things where I would have almost had them give up another player on the team that we know is going to get moving on out. We know that Lars Eller, this is his last year with the Capitals. Same goes for Anthony Matha. For me, 
as a fan, I would have almost rather it been Mar uh, Eric Gustafson and Anthony Mantha, which I know that's not a comparable thing, you know, a first round pick, but okay, so say him, Eller and Mantha. I would almost rather it have been Eller and Mantha and Gustafson to get uh, Sandine, other than giving up that first round pick. That just, that really bugs me because the potential of what could be. Because, you know, as we watch the draft and we see who Toronto chooses in that spot and say he is a standout player, that is going to be one of the things that's going to irk me and saying that could have been on the Capitals. You know, you always hear the scenarios of what could have been, you know, the fact that Alex Ovechkin could have played on other teams except for that. So, you know, that's one of the things. And we, you know, that's what we talk about all the time on the show is that this team wants to get younger and faster. And they did do that by signing Rasmus Sandin. But again, the draft pick, that is the part that kind of is the sticking issue with me. I'm not uh, totally crazy about that. I wish that there was a way that they could have found a way to keep him, um, you know, uh, Gustafson here. But then I wish they could have also found a way to keep the draft pick here as well. Sandin is a left-handed shot who has four goals and 20 points through 52 games this season for the Leafs. He's a strong skater with good vision and a high hockey IQ. And he can he is good at first pass and is strong on the back check. Uh, Washington's acquisition of the 22-year-old defender shows the team is planning for the future and getting younger Sandine signed through 2025 and will become an RFA at the end of next season. And that's the biggest thing for me is when they make moves like this in their rentals, that just ugh, it, it just bugs me on so kind of so many different levels. So unless your team is on the cusp of making it to the playoffs or you, you know, you project them to go really far in the playoffs or maybe a push for the cup. It just bugs me because how many years have I seen that around the league and even on the caps where they do a rental deal, uh, Shattenkirk is the most recent one that comes to mind. And then the team doesn't do anything. And then you gave up all these players or draft picks for a guy that played on your team for just a couple months. Um, so that's what I'm not nuts about on it, but that's what's good about Rasmus Sandin is he is not a rental. He will be here at least the next couple of years. Um, well, the remainder of this year, next year, and then the RFA issue there. But um, again, it's not just a rental deal where he's just going to be here for the short term. That is the good thing for me uh, with uh, Rasmus. So ultimately a busy day for the Capitals and they are starting to take care of what's uh, needing to get taken care of. As we talked about, the blue line was one of the biggest uh, points of concern for the Capitals, as like I talked about there. All of the guys on the blue line, except for John Carlson, um, were you know going to be free agents on expiring contracts. So good for the Caps to slowly start to make these moves and start you know solidifying that blue line. Because you know it's my assessment that this season, of course, hasn't gone quite the way we thought it was going to go, and it's a little bit too much, a little too late. Uh, I think the cap season is over now because they waited too long to make changes. If they would have made changes potentially earlier in the season, maybe they wouldn't be planning on next year and they would have been planning on what are we going to do in the postseason. Um, and you know, it's one of the things that I talked about with Gil Martin earlier from Lockdown NHL is that, you know, there is still a competitive nature in the locker room. I mean, you're not going to walk up to TJ Oshie or Alex Ovechkin and say, well, it's too bad your season's over. These are still competitive hockey players, and they are still going to do their best to win as many games as they possibly can. 
uh, despite the fact that it would be a huge uphill battle for them to do anything. If you take a look at the moves that were made around the Metro, even today with Kane going out to the Rangers, that team is stacked to the brim. So, I mean, you got the Canes, you got the Devils, and you got the Rangers. So the top of the Metro is stacked. Those teams are getting better. And ultimately where the Caps are, they're resigned to the fact that they are planning on their future. And good for them for doing that. There are some teams around the NHL that have done nothing and they're horrible. And then you got to start to kind of wonder, what are they doing? Are you going to try to fix your future? Good on the Capitals for going out and being proactive. We knew that Gustafson wasn't going to come back. For whatever reason, uh, it was, you know, Brian McClellan's assessment that he wasn't going to come back or he saw Rasmus Sandin as an upgrade over Gustafson, which I think ultimately is the case. Uh, But we ultimately wish nothing but the best for Gustafson, a bit of a journeyman around the NHL. But I think that we did get an upgrade, despite the fact that we had to give up that first round pick. I'm just going to have to get over that. Um, but ultimately, just taking a look at what was attained, and that was a really solid blue liner uh, that with a high ceiling to him. Is he one of the best in the NHL? No, but he is a solid defenseman. And that is one of the things that we're looking for going forward is just to help solidify that blue line, because we know we've already lost Orloff. Now we've then we've lost Gustafsson. And John Carlson has missed some time. So we really need to start, um, you know, plugging those holes because I don't think that this is just, I don't think this is the end of it. I think this is the beginning. You still have Jensen who they're scoping out um, amongst other guys on the blue line. So I think, again, that this is just the beginning of the domino starting to fall with the Capitals. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Some of the players that you've seen on this ta- uh, on this team that you've grown to love over time, The Caps could be moving on at this trade deadline. For the first time in a long time, the Capitals are going to be sellers instead of buyers. It's kind of an odd thing, isn't it? All right, so after the break here, we're going to talk about Eric Gustafson and his contributions and ultimately what he meant to the Capitals and what he will mean to the Toronto Maple Leafs going forward. We'll talk about him next. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with M- with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hopping, uh, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners you with every step of the process. They find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match assessments and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for the quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements. Listen, if you're running a business, you don't got time to be taking paper applications in it and just weeding and spending so much time having your HR coordinator go through it. That's why you need Indeed. It makes the job search and finding applicants that much easier. One of the best things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. That is the biggest thing. That is why you need Indeed. So go to Indeed and find the applicants that you're looking for today.
NHL deadline is Friday, March 3rd. Join us live on Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern as the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And guys, I've got you covered all Friday on the trade deadline. I will break down any movement and I will do it before that. But the big uh, the free agency deadline show uh, will be, or the trade deadline rather, will be on Friday on March 3rd. And I've got you covered. So make sure and follow Locked On Caps on Twitter or at DanCaps218. And make sure and search for Locked On Capitals on YouTube. Uh, so you can be on the know when it comes to the movement with your Washington Capitals. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this next segment here, we are going to talk about another one of the players that was moved in Eric Gustafson. Uh, this was all a part of that Rasmus Sandin deal. Um, and ultimately what it means for the Caps going forward. You know, again, it is most unfortunate uh, that the Capitals had to move on from him. I was hoping that they were going to find a spot for him on this team. I know that Brian McClellan was hoping for that as much. Washington signed Gustafson to a one-year deal last July 13th. The same day it signed Johansson for the season, the signing of the 30-year-old blue liner to a one-year deal for $800,000 turned out to be an incredible boon on the Capitals, particularly in light of multiple injuries to veteran blue liner stalwart John Carlson, who has been played fewer than 30 of Washington's games this season. As we know, he took that slap shot off the face from Dylan against the Jets, the game that was so important for Alex Ovechkin as he passed Gordie Howe. Um, so that was one of the things in John, you know, Eric Gustafson has come to this team and just really kind of solidified that blue line, um, along with uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, I guess I got to say as well. So the players that have stepped up and Eric Gustafson in particular has done a great job. Gustafson's departs the districts as the team's fourth leading scorer with 38 points, seven goals, 31 assists, and his plus nine is tied with Trevor Van Riemsdyk for the best mark on the team. Like Johansson, Gustafson had his best season since 1819, both in terms of offensive production and average ice time. He recorded his first NHL hat trick earlier this season, doing so against Toronto on December 17th. Apparently, the, the Leafs took notice. And it was interesting where he had gone pretty much the entire season, the entire season without scoring a goal. And then he gets a hat trick. And then I remember he got a goal the night after that. Um, so some good offensive upside to him. But the the, the question for me is, is he's had kind of an outstanding season this season, but can, can he continue that going forward, right? Can he continue that? So, you know, to a certain extent, I think the Capitals looked at his, you know, his record historically, and they looked at, you know, he's had some production this year, but maybe he's had dips other seasons. And I think that they ultimately looked at Rasmus Sandin as an upgrade, and I believe that he is. So I think that that is why the Caps made uh, that move. So tough moves to, to, you know, to start moving these guys that have really helped uh, contribute to this team. But uh, sometimes you need to make change uh, for change sake. And um, that's what the Caps did. They need to solidify that blue line. And that's what they ended up doing uh, by signing um, Sandin and moving on from Eric Gustafson. Um, so it is tough things going forward for the Caps. Who are they ultimately going to, to to sign? Because unless they plan on bringing back Jensen and Van Riemsdyk and these other guys, they're just starting here. Because, you know, if you take a look down at Hershey, 
you have Lucas Johansson and Alex Alexi of the two guys you always hear about being on the verge, on the cusp of being the next greatest thing on the Caps uh, defense. But every time they get their opportunity, they fall short. So I think, again, it's just the beginning. You saw them make some moves so so far to help solidify it by signing uh, Rasmus Sandin, even though that meant moving on from Orloff, even though that meant moving on from Gustafsson. Uh, you're starting to see the changes that I, I thought were going to happen on this team um, because we knew that, especially on the blue line, that all of the blue liners on the team uh, there were on expiring contracts. So you kind of saw this. You had to expect this. There was no chance that Brian McClellan would have got that lucky and was going to be able to bring all of those guys back on the team. It just didn't seem likely. Uh, so that is why you're starting to see that movement now. And um, it, it's it's all signs of growth because this is the players on the team. This is the oldest team in the NHL. And you're starting to see that manifest. And you really started to see that manifest against the game against the Sabres, uh, who is one of the youngest teams in the league. And they really took it to the Caps. And the Caps tried to, to, to keep pace with them, but ultimately they couldn't do it. So that is why you're starting to see this change. What you saw on the ice, this is going to be the first time that the Caps have missed the playoffs since 2014. Change is coming in that, and you're starting to see it happen already. It's not like what you normally see around this time of the year where you see the Caps starting to sign players to help make their push for the playoffs. That's not the case this year. They are signing these players for the future, for next year, in the years that follow that. Um, so it is kind of an odd position, kind of a, a fish-out-of-water feeling for the Caps, I imagine, and their fan base, me included, uh, to see this team resign to the fact that they know that they're not going to make that push for the playoffs. I mean, they're going to try, but it's uh, it's just it's not going to happen. And, you know, part of, you know, I hear a lot of things from different people on Twitter and I say, even if they did make it to the playoffs right now, say, you know, something happened and they went on a tear and they did make it to the playoffs. How far do you think they would go? We were had the same conversation last year. You know, they're like, are the Capitals going to make it to the playoffs? And they subsequently got eliminated in the first round against the Panthers. I think it would be a similar scenario, even if the Caps found a way to back into the playoffs I think that that would be the case. And um, so that is just the assessment there is that, the, you know, the Capitals have got to start planning for the future. Um, because, I mean, if, you, if, if you're planning on making a push for the playoffs this year, it is a bit uh, short-sighted. And I just ultimately don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, and that's why you need to start uh, planning for the future. And I think the Capitals are going in the right direction. Uh, again, I'm just a little bummed about the fact that they ended up giving up that first round pick. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Marcus Johansson and how he is on the move yet once again. We'll talk about him next. Midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel Sports app, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Wizards game. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So, don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. 
That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the other players that was moved today was Marcus Johansson. He moved out to the Minnesota Wild yet once again. This is his second time uh, playing with the Minnesota Wild, and it was the second time playing with the Capitals. Again, ultimately, um, I'm a little bit upset that they moved on just because he seemed to find his goal-scoring touch this year once again. And um, he was one of the steady eddies, if you will, on this team. And the one thing that really was beneficial for Marcus uh, this season is that he found a way to stay healthy. That was one of his hangups in previous years uh, with the Capitals in particular uh, was that him staying healthy. And he found a way to do that. And he helped contribute on this team. Uh, you know, when you saw Wilson out of the lineup and you saw Backstrom out of the lineup and Ovechkin for a period of time. And the good thing about Marcus Johansson is that he can play on left or right wing and he can uh, play on both the power play and the penalty kill. So, you know, he is kind of a good Swiss army knife. Again, I'm a little upset that they moved on from him. I think that he came to this team and, you know, I think I sold him a little bit short when I heard that he was coming back to the Capitals. I'm like, why are we trying to retread that tire again? I mean, we knew what we had in Marcus Johansson. I was wrong with him. He came in here and did nothing but help this team contribute. And, uh, I think that, you know, it was a good acquisition. I think that, you know, if the caps were in a better position this year, you know, say they were making a push for the playoffs, he could have been integral to helping them make a push. Uh, it's just wasn't in the cards this year. The caps traded left wing Marcus Johansson to the wild for a 2024 third round pick. The team announced, here's what you need to know. Johansson 32 has played nine seasons in Washington. The first seven of his career and parts of the last two, he played one previous season in Minnesota in 2021. He has 13 goals and 15 assists this season with the Caps. The Wild 33-21-6 sit sixth in the Western Conference. The Caps 29-27-6 are 12th in the Eastern Conference. And, um, Again, you know, I hear I've already started to hear comments trickle in. Why are they getting rid of all these players? Because we saw we see how the season's going, and when the season ends sooner than it's ended for quite some time, should we continue and bring all those players back next year and think that's going to work? What is the definition of insanity? Is doing the same thing again, again, and again? and thinking you're going to get a different result. I just don't think it's going to be the case. And I know it's a lot of the, you know, some of the players that have been on this team for a while, uh, most notably Orloff, you know, there was a lot of people bummed about that. And to a certain extent, just based on the totality of his time with the Capitals, Marcus Johansson. But I think that, you know, sometimes you need to make change uh, for change sake. So Johansson acquired once upon a time from Buffalo by the Wild for Eric Stahl has an oft injured 36 game stint with the Wild in the pandemic shortened 2021 season. He scored six goals and eight assists in 36 games and broke his arm twice, including in the playoffs. He brings the ability to skate and skill but he has been oft injured throughout his career. He was a popular teammate in his short time in Minnesota. So it does seem like the Minnesota Wild are making their push for the playoffs. I don't know how successful they will be. It seems like they're one of the teams that's a little bit on the fringe, but they perceive that you know they're in a position to at least make a push for it. That's a different position 
than the Capitals are in. The Capitals are definitely on the outside looking in. I'm not saying that it's 100% certain that they're not going to make it to the playoffs, but I'm saying that it's most likely that they won't. And even if they do, just based on the players that are on this team, do you think it's possible that they would go and they would win a Stanley Cup or say they would even make a deep push? It's just not going to happen this year. And Caps fans, we just need to come to terms with the fact that we have to start building this team for years to come. One of the things I spoke about on yesterday's podcast, how there was a conversation between Brian McClellan and Alex Ovechkin. And essentially he said, you know, I know I made promises to you that you wouldn't be on a team that is going through a major rebuild, but, you know, considering the product and, you know, the productivity out on the ice, we may need to make a bit of a change in plans if we want to live up to our end of the bargain, which is having you play on a competitive team. Because is what you're seeing out on the ice this season, would you consider that competitive? It's not competitive as they're going to, you know, make an early exit and probably end at the, you know, the end of the regular season. There is not going to be a post season for this Caps team for the first time since 2014. And that's sobering to a Caps fan. And it probably is to the players as well that, you know, what they did out on the ice didn't get it done. And, you know, you could draw lines to a lot of different things. You could point to the fact that they missed. You know, uh, Tom Wilson and Nick Baxter missed a lion's share of the season. Uh, Connor Brown, who was, you know, signed to fill in the role for Tom Wilson, was injured, you know, just a few games into the season. You saw Oshie in and out of the lineup. You saw uh, many different players in and out of the lineup. You know, Darcy Kemper uh, missed pretty much the whole month of uh, December. If it wasn't for Charlie Lindgren, they would even be in, in a worse position. So this team has had a lot of obstacles to deal with. Um, and you know, those are the things that you can plan for. I think that Mac went out and tried to plug all the holes that he saw by signing, signing Dylan Strom to fill Backstrom's spot, um, to find Connor Brown, signing Connor Brown to fill Tom Wilson's spot. And then just the depth pieces that he signed this year, just kind of a stroke of genius by finding, um, Sonny Milano and Nicholas Abe Cubell. Uh, we know that Sonny Milano was under a deal, but I would not be surprised if we find out Nicholas Abe Cubell gets dealt, I would love to have him stay on this team. I think he's done a great job here. Um, he's got a good set of wheels, got, you know, a good hockey IQ, you know, came here at first. I think he tried to come off as a tough guy, got suspended, and then he just kind of calmed and, and stuck to stayed in his lane and realized who he is. And that's a, a good hockey player. Um, but those are the tough players that I could see seeing moving. So possibilities for me, who I could see moving, I could see Lars Eller, Anthony Mantha, Nicholas Abe Cubell, um, and they, you know, depending on how deep they want to go with this, you know, there's Nick Jensen. Um, I've also heard rumblings of different ones, you know, even deeper than that, like a TJ Oshie. It, I guess it just depends on how far this Caps team wants to go with the beginnings of a rebuild. It's like they're going to the hardware store now and they're starting to pick up stuff and bring it home. Are they going to bring home just the deck or are they going to bring home the deck and the garage package to work on? I guess it depends on how ambitious they are. You know, um, I don't, I don't see them going out and making a huge change, but I guess it depends on what, um, is, you know, offered to the caps in return. I think that they could dangle a carrot in front of Brian McClellan and they would be willing to trade a lot of different players on this team that you might not think. I think there are certain players that I know are safe. I think Wilson, Ovechkin and Backstrom, they're safe. John Carlson is safe. Um, you know, of course, Kemper, um, 
but you know, is there the possibility that they could even move on from Lingren? You know, I mean, I guess it just depends on again the carrot that's dangled in front of them and uh, what the offer is. I can never say categorically that they're not going to move on from this or that player to a certain extent. Other than the players that I just listed there, I don't see obviously Ovi, Backstrom, or Wilson going anywhere. Um, but anything else other than that, I think is pretty much fair game, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, it's just that Ted Leonsis and Brian McClellan, this Capitals organization is not used to losing. And I think they're going to avoid that at all possible costs uh, in the future. I know that that losing is what's going to happen this year, but they're going to try to learn from their mistakes and, <clears throat> excuse me, try to avoid that in the future. We don't want to go down this road next year. Um, and it could be a couple of years if it is a rebuild, you know, it's, you know, unless they go out and really find a bunch of great players uh, between now and Friday or say uh, during free agency in July, they pick up some, it could be a couple lean years here. I guess I don't know. I don't want to go down the negative road unless I know, you know, the cards that are in front of me, but it, there's the potential there that there could be a, you know, a couple rough years before this team gets better. I ultimately hope that's not the case. I'm just saying that that's the potential of what could be. But I'm ultimately hoping that things go better. Maybe Brian McClellan has something up his sleeve right now. Maybe he, there's something with, you know, Chikrin in the works that he could come to this team and just really give this team uh, one heck of a blue line going forward. I guess it remains to be seen. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver follow game to game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. And once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever. Just make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. Also, if you're on YouTube, say you're listening on the audio side, head on over to YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button. If you like the videos, give them a thumbs up or leave some comments. Help blow up this YouTube channel. We want to make it as big as we can possibly make it. On Thursday, I will have Matt Wyrick on the show. So that will be a Thursday recording, a Friday release date. So once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition. The trades are coming. It's so exciting. And I've got you covered here at Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. I'll talk to you again next time.